Hello, and welcome to another episode. Wait, hold on. Let me just make sure this is... Hold up. Hold hold on just a moment. I had my little CVS wireless headphones in. I just wanted to make sure. Okay, Bluetooth's off. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Eating Alone in My Bed show with your faithful hostess, Melissa, so Sajay, whatever, and Pickle, who is currently licking his own genitals under the covers, um, which is, you know, I, I support that. It's great. I think it's great. Um, anyway, I've definitely waited until the 11th hour here. It's 10 o'clock California time on Sunday night. Thought about doing the shot all week. Didn't do the shot. So now I have made my bed and I am lying it in it um, in a room that smells like patchouli. Um, it smells like patchouli in this room um, because, as you know, I got into essential oils. I got into I got did a little home. I've been doing a little homesteading during the the quarantine, doing a little homesteading, and um, you know, every time I went to the supermarket for about a month. Was it a month? Yeah, it was like a month of that particular insanity was a month. I would buy a different essential oil. Um, and I don't like patchouli, but I, I you know, I, I'm a sheep. I have no mind of my own. Um, I don't have faith in myself, nor do I trust myself uh, or my intuition at this point still, even at this late date, this late hour. Um, no. Something I got to work on. I got to do the work, more work. Excited, excited to do more work. Uh, thought I could have a break. No, got to got to work on my intuition. Um, got to work on trusting that intuition. But it's like, why? Like, I don't know. I feel like, like, yes, but no. Anyway, I bought fucking patchouli essential oil a couple months ago. And today I was like settling in for a nap I was going to do the shot, and then I was like, no, I think it's more important that I masturbate and take a nap. And um, and I decided to make a, a custom blend. I decided I'd I, – really, it's because I haven't used the patchouli. Well, I used it once, and I didn't like it. So I was like, you will use the patchouli. You bought the patchouli. You will, you will use the patchouli. So I made a blend of – what was in it? It was like – I was, it was, I was, it was trying to be like a nap thing, but it ended up just making me, I woke up feeling, um, like I felt like I, I somehow, I, I, I decided for a moment that I had caught COVID from the patchouli. I mean, not like directly, but I woke up feeling very sick. I felt very, I felt like Kathy in Wuthering Heights. I felt feverish, um, because the smell of the patchouli was so nauseating. Um, it, the blend was patchouli, lavender, uh, something called chill pill, which is already a blend and like orange or something. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm a worse, I'm just as bad at essential oils as I am at cooking. Um, but so anyway, yeah, so that happened. Um, and, um, then I took my temperature, um, and I was 95.4, which I think actually means you're dead. So that was kind of exciting. Um, that was exciting. Um, so I am, <laughs> I'm broadcasting to you from the other side. Um, things look 
very similar on this side to the way they looked on the other side, um, which I don't know. Like, I would think maybe after death that I would trust my intuition. Maybe. I don't know. I, um, you know, like, it's like, isn't it just pure soul and intuition after death? But like, truthfully, I don't even know if I'm dead or not. My intuition says no. My intuition says no. Um, but I'll keep you posted. What am I eating? Um, I'm having, I've been really into oats. I've been really into oatmeal lately. Um, just into this, there's this like hundred cow maple flavor. I don't know. It's like some off brand. It's like a Kroger or something along those lines. So I'm having two of two, two packets of the oatmeal, um, like heated, like they're heated. And then with like seven Splenda, because I don't trust that the universe will give me enough sweetness. Um, so like that's what's happening. You know, I was going to make this episode like I had I had it all like I even like I never take notes for these, but I had like some notes about stuff that I was going to talk about um because someone wrote in and asked for like kind of a longing episode, but um I'm not going to do that tonight because I just um feel lazy and I don't want this to go on very long. And, um, so you're just gonna have to wait till next week for the big longing episode. It's going to be the big longing spectacular. Speaking of spectacular, um, let me announce the winner of the eating alone in my car. Uh, uh, whatever it is the, oh yeah, the milk. Sorry. I'm just like, (laughs) I'm phoning it in even more than usual. I'm like, I'm like, okay, what can I do to just kind of like, fill up 20 minutes here. Actually, I do have some things to talk about that aren't the longing episode. Longing episode is coming next week. So just get ready for it. Brace for it. It's going to be juicy. I can't promise it's going to be good, but it's going to be basically someone wrote in and said that, um, said that they had like read two chapters and so sad to they, they're in like a state of longing. They're in a state of like limerence, longing, pining, yearning. And, um, they read two chapters in so sad today that had like maybe helped them in the past or something. And they're like, it was nothing. It was like a tap on the shoulder, which I was like, Oh great. I'm glad I couldn't be of help. And thank you for letting me know. But, um, they're like, it was just a little blip, but I guess, so they want more, like they want more. So I just was like, all right, well, I I'm going to do an episode. That's like everything I've learned about longing and limerence and romantic obsession, basically like since so sad today and since the Pisces, you know what? Let me just, I'll just fucking do it now. I'll just do the longing episode now. Okay. Here it is. It's happening. I had other things to say though. Like, well, let me just say these two things. Let me just make these two announcements. get those out of the way. And then we're going to do the longing episode here. Me and my, my hot oatmeal and my, um, life after death. So, okay. Um, the first announcement is the winner of the milk fed drawing. Folks, if you haven't pre-ordered milk fed yet, milk fed yet. If you haven't pre-ordered milk fed, let's get the show on the road, okay? Let's uh let's let, let's get cracking here. You got to you you're going to pre-order milk fed. You're going to, I feel like maybe my self-esteem is a little better because instead, like, because I'm like being encouraging. I don't feel like guilty about asking for this right now. Usually I feel really guilty. I don't. I feel, I don't feel entitled, but I feel, 
I feel confident in in ASCII. I'm I'm like okay, let's okay. Here's what you're gonna do. Ready? I'm getting very um. This is I'm becoming a dominant. I'm becoming a dom. I'm dom pre-ordering you. You are my pre-order pay pig. You're my pre-order sub pay pig. Okay, here's what you're gonna do. You are going to go online to an online books to your online bookstore of choice. Um, I recommend bookshop.org, which is, I think it's org, it might be calm. Um, and, but if not, you can do it on Amazon, it's fine. Um, I just ordered some face lotion for Amazon. I mean, what are you going to do, right? Like sometimes, I don't know, the world leaves us little options, but bookshop is great. Um, I think it's only in the US though, but bookshop and you get to pick the indie bookstore where it comes from, it's good. You're going to pre-order MilkFed, a, a little novel called MilkFed by Melissa Broder. That's me. And by the way, I'm a, I'm a writer, just in case you've been, you're just tuning in now. My name is Melissa. I'm a writer. Okay. So, and then what you're going to do is you're going to take a screenshot of that pre-order and you're going to email it to the email, eatingaloneinmycar at gmail.com. There's a Fig Newton. You'll know you're emailing the right email when you see the Fig Newton avatar. Um, and then come December, two things are going to happen. Come December. I'm going to do um, a live video episode of Eating Alone in My Car, and I also have to figure out how to tape it. By the way, if anyone wants to help me like with technical, I don't know, I'll figure it out. I guess I can do like a Zoom seminar or something. I guess you can tape that. Well, we're going to figure this out. We're going to figure it out. There's still plenty of time. It's not even Halloween. But I'm going to do the holiday spec-fucking-tacular on video of Eating Alone in My Car live, Okay. And so everybody who pre-orders gets a link to that. And then every other week, I do a drawing from the names of the people who have pre-ordered the book Milk Fed. I do a drawing. And from that drawing, um, well, it's really eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I eeny, meeny, miny, mo my way through it. I just looked in a mirror and I kind of look like a ghost a little bit tonight. Like maybe I, maybe I am dead. I'm like still, I'm like promoting my book from the fucking afterlife. That's, that is a diligent author, folks. That's a diligent author. So you're going to, and actually I probably, if I am dead, I don't need to promote it because posthumous is like, you know, that could be the best thing that could happen to my publisher actually. If I like died of patchouli today and it's all done. Um, that'd be cool. But, um, good for them, right? They've been really nice. So, uh, you know, I, I, I hope, I hope they get that. I hope they get I hope they get a posthumous, the posthumous sales. I hope they get a nice posthumous bump. Um, but so um, every other week through Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo, the winner of Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo, um, like I do Eeny, Miny, Miny, Mo in my email, whatever. Some of you have heard this like 80 times now. Uh, and you're just like, can you just please get to the longing? It's coming. Wait for it. Um, but so... Um, yeah. So you like email your thing. I do Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo. And every other week there's a winner. And the winner gets a signed copy of the UK edition of So Sad Today, which is like cool and tie-dyed. And you get like a signed mini box of cereal. Today's winner gets Frosted Flakes. Last two times ago's winner, which I still haven't put in the mail yet, I think got Rice Krispies. I forget what it was. But um, I'm going to the post office tomorrow. And the winner of today – and you also get a bunch of random shit from my house. So today's winner – is Ra- I never know if people want me to say their last names, but I feel like this lame last name, like there's probably like a bunch of people with this name. So Rachel Polanski, you are the winner. You're the big winner. 
And um, I've already notified her by email, but I just wanted to announce it to give the fanfare. Um, And yeah, that prize package is coming out to you. It's coming out. And it's also coming out to Mikey from two weeks ago, who I promise you I'm mailing it tomorrow, Monday. I'm going to the post office. Okay. So the other announcement that I want to make is um, regarding intuition. Um, You know, I like, I, 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 it's, it's, I realized some shit. Okay. I realized some shit and this is what I realized. It's actually not even about intuition. It's about, and this is actually something I realized like two years ago and shared on the show, but like I forgot. And then like now it's coming back again. Like I'm realizing it again. Um, and what I realized, and I just want to say this aloud, um, is that here, I am scared to have needs This was like a little thing I wrote that I was working on in my journal. I am scared to have needs because I don't want to show that I care because I don't want to be vulnerable. And then, and sometimes I even pretend to myself that I am not hurt or saddened or affected by other people's behavior because to admit it to myself makes it real. However, I'm a human being, not a robot. I don't live in a vacuum. I do believe that my spiritual path, whatever, I mean, whatever, sorry, I just said spiritual path, but I do believe part of it is learning how to be human, how to live in a body, um, and how to live amongst my fellow humans. Thus, um, I'm going to be affected by things, just saying that. And I'm also going to say that I condemn myself for having feelings that actually make sense. Because I just don't want to have them. Okay, I'm just saying that. I just, you know, whatever. I share my journey. I share my revelation. I have not done any of the root chakra stuff, like including standing barefoot. Maybe I'll go back to it. But I feel like this is actually more like yellow. Maybe, but maybe it's happening, you know? Like sometimes we work, sometimes we 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 work the spiritual path and sometimes the spiritual path works us. So maybe that's what's happening here in having these realizations. Um... Yeah, so that's, I just wanted to say that, and these were some things I wrote in my journal today. I'm like, let me read you my journal. Um, yeah, yeah, and also, like, I don't want to have needs. I have pride. I want to be cool, so I just, like, don't ask what's going on, and then it's, like, and then I'm, like, upset that I don't know, okay? So I'm just saying that. I'm just saying it's something I'm going to work on, like, being, I guess, I don't know, like, well, I guess the first key to like being honest with myself about what I feel. Well, first of all, I can't be honest with anyone else about what I feel until I'm honest with myself about what I feel. Um, and I guess the first key to being honest with myself about what I feel is if a little feeling comes up, don't just rationalize it away. Don't just judge it. Don't like actually, Oh God, sit with the feeling. Okay. This is something Right? It's like I can't be honest with another person if I'm not honest with myself. Can't be honest with myself if I don't ex- give myself a chance to experience it. But it's like, ugh, I don't want to feel a feeling. So I just like rationalize it away. I'm like, no, you're like not entitled to this feeling. But I only say that because I don't want to have the feeling. If it's a good feeling, I want to have it. Well, sometimes I feel like, though, if I have a good feeling, though, I also rationalize that away. 
I'm like, you're not entitled to that either. All right. So that's that. Just wanted to make that announcement. Just make, just my, my big announcement. My big announcement is that I am still scared to feel my feelings and I'm still scared to have needs because if I have needs, they could be rejected and I fear rejection. I want to be a self-contained universe. I don't want anyone to be able to affect me because I'm very sensitive at heart. And when I was young, I guess I was hurt and I promised myself that I wouldn't let others hurt me again. So I just decided that I wouldn't have needs. Hey, thank you very much. Um, Except for everybody has needs. Okay. So longing. All right. So here's the longing stuff. Um, I love how that, actually, I really like that I made this little longing list of things that I've learned about longing. Um, oh, and I also wanted to say that one of the reasons why I'm having oatmeal is because I'm reading this awesome book, Hunger by Newt Humpson, K-N-U-T Humpson. It's old. It's from 1890, but it feels like it was written other than like kind of the setting in like old uh, Chris, Christiania, which I think is Oslo now. It's not the Christiana that's in Denmark. It's like I think it's Norwegian. Um, but other than like kind of the setting that there's like four people in the city and like everybody knows each other and he's like trying to sell a button to like get food. Like there's the language, the translation feels so contemporary. Hunger by Newt Hampson. Love it. Really good book. Um, so that, and so that, and that's more of a longing for food, that book, but I, I'm just so into this book. It's like, just, if you like, <laughs> If you like books that are like super internal and also like super just sort of, um, it's like the darkest funny. I don't even know if it's supposed to be funny. Like I probably shouldn't be finding it funny, but I am. Um, yeah, it's fucking great. And also if you've ever like been hungry, either self-imposed or, um, because of poverty. I mean, it's interesting too, because it's like now, you know, you can like go to like Dollar Tree and like, you can get some stuff, you know, like $3, you can get some stuff, but like basically his choices were like, you know, it was 1890. So it was like, it was like roast beef or bread or butter. Like there was no like dollar, like family size box of Kraft macaroni and cheese, like at the Dollar Tree. There was no Dollar Tree. There was no Dollar Tree. So, um, you know, he was, he was in deep doo-doo. All right. Um, but so that's why I'm eating the hot oatmeal with the Splenda. Oh, oh, oh. The reason why is because so at one point he – sorry. Um, I knew that – this made sense to me. It did not make sense to you. So the reason why I'm eating the hot the oatmeal, besides the fact that I've just been on like an oatmeal bender lately, is that um, Newt at War, the, the narrator at one point in the book, like wants to get into the stable. He's like chewing on wood, okay? Like it's it's dark and he's like – hallucinating and it's fucking it's such a good book um and and he wants to get in the stable to try to like get some of the horse's oats to eat um but the stable's locked so just um I don't know I was like okay well we have like such an abundance in this country like I'm now I just was like oh am I gonna get canceled for saying that we have an abundance like maybe we don't is that privilege like maybe there isn't actually an abundance like maybe not everyone can access like Dollar Tree if needed um I don't know but I I do feel like I do feel like it like oatmeal is like 
it's like easier to get food maybe now than 1890 i don't know in america versus 1890 christiania i don't know whatever it's fine every episode i'm like i this was what i'm gonna get canceled for and let me it's almost like i need to like reckon with what i could be canceled for so that if it happens i'm just like okay well i called it Mm. okay so longing um, yeah, so the two, yeah, so I told you why I'm doing this longing episode. All right, so basically these are things that I have learned since I wrote So Sad Today. These are, yeah, things I learned since, um, I wrote So Sad Today and really, I guess like, and since I wrote The Pisces too, which is basically like the book of fucking longing. Um, but yeah. These are just, so this is sort of like updated longing list. And truth be told to the person who wrote to me, I don't know if this is going to like help you, you know, any more than the So Sad Today essay, which essays, which were like a tap on the back. I think it was, it was getting, uh, never getting over the fantasy of you. One of that, that essay and love, like you're trying to fill an insatiable spiritual hole in So Sad Today. You know, I, truth be told, I don't know. Um, but whatever. Maybe it'll help some other listeners or whatever. Maybe it'll just be something to do on a Monday. All right. So, um, number one. Okay. And this is like in no particular order. It's just stuff. So number one is that you can't expect like a healthy relationship. I don't want to say healthy, like a a relationship that's not like destroying you, right? Like a relationship, like a long-term relationship, like a decent relationship. You can't expect a relationship to be bigger than, um, your own addiction to fantasy and your own addiction to the feeling of first love and limerence and like, and not IE. And I feel like I've probably said all these things on the shod before, but I'm just like putting them all in one place. So like just, you can't, okay. Right. So just because you feel in a relationship, like, you know, it doesn't feel like desperate, like butterfly, like painful, thrilling, like uh, drugs, just because it doesn't feel like drugs. And just because you maybe every once in a while, while in that relationship, mourn the loss of the feeling of up and down relationships or early relationships where there's drugs, where where it feels like drugs, doesn't mean that um, there's anything wrong with the relationship you're in. In fact, it's like, kind of like if it's a healthy relationship and like you're kind of like the people are there for each other like most relationships like it's not going to feel like that like druggy feeling forever you know what I'm saying like it's really hard to turn like the person that you live with or like have a like have a um a relationship in which you're both available for into drugs so like just because you're like but that doesn't mean you're not going to still like want the like drug feeling of like longing, pining, yearning, slash like new sex, slash like early, slash like, you know, just whatever. That brain chemical, I love it. I love it. Um, but just because you're longing for it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with the relationship that you're in, you know? And you can almost, you should almost expect that sometimes you're going to like, you're going to want that. You know, you're going to be mourning the loss of that. You know, especially if you're the type of person who like really loves that limerence, as it's called. Google limerence, if you don't know what it is. Okay. Number two, um, you could, oh, and also you could probably go from person to person forever chasing that feeling. 
That's all I'm going to say. It's just like, you know, like it's not really a sustainable feeling. I'm not saying that like relationships can't stay exciting and hot and um, maybe they can, you know, whatever. I don't know. But I mean, everyone's different. Every relationship's different. But I'm just saying like just because that the like thrill is like not surfacing and you get a little bored sometimes doesn't mean like it's the wrong relationship and you could truly like go from person to person forever just like chasing that feeling and then after a little while with a person the feeling's gone and you're like oh no something's wrong so you go to the next and then the next you know you could do that for the rest of your life okay number three um whether it's like a fantasy person um whether it's like a fantasy person um, that you're like pining for, I mean, by fantasy, I mean like you don't know them very well or you've like hooked up with them a couple times or you, you know, or you only know them online or whatever it is, like an early, right? Anything within like the first month or so, couple months, whatever, that limerence period, whether it's that or whether it's a person you've been with for a while, unless it's like an abusive relationship, really, it. I kind of feel like in a lot of ways, love is more about like our own thoughts about and feelings about love are kind of more about us than they are about the other person. You know, like I feel like we have a tendency to sort of like if things are going shitty or whatever, and like you're also in a relationship and not everyone does this, I'm sure, but a certain type of person, i.e. me, like we can kind of make we can perceive things through the the lens of the relationship. So it's like, oh, well, I don't feel great. This must have something to do with my relationship. Like I feel lonely. I feel angry. I feel sad. I feel tired. I feel um, disappointed. It, you know, I feel bored. I, like a lot of times we'll perceive that through the relationship when it's not really, the relationship's not really going to fix it or not fix it. You know what I'm saying? Like we still, just cause you're like in a relationship doesn't mean that you have, that you don't have like hell and shit that doesn't have to do with the relationship, you know? Also, like, I think sometimes if you've ever, if you've been like obsessed with like more than one person ever, you know what I'm saying? Like I've been, I've had like hundreds, you know, and crushes and all that stuff and the devastating obsession it's also probably much less about the person than like you're either being, then you're like in love with the feeling that they call up in you or the feeling of being smitten or like in love with something that you are sort of projecting onto them that is then reflected, you know, like it's probably like not solely about the person. Now, if you're in an abusive relationship, like that is different. And, um, then I think it like, you know, then it is about the person. And I'm not saying that like, you don't want to be with like, quote unquote, the right person, but like, is there one right person? I don't know. I don't, I don't actually don't think so. No, I don't think so. Um, you know, I think there are like maybe right people. Um, like, I don't think it's, I don't know. I think there's like soulmates maybe. Um, okay. So yeah. So I, 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 that's, I guess what I'm just saying is like, if you like are all the time like obsessed with like, and like in like the throes of despair, like it's, it's happened like many times or multiple times, like 
like it's, it's not really about the person. It's about like your relationship to that feeling, you know? Um, okay. Number four, some people are like a drug. Some people are like a drug. Once they've, once the relationship has turned into a drug, it like, you kind of can't turn it back not into a drug or like you know what I'm saying like once you like um like once the longing and I'm not really talking about like a like a healthy or like a long term like I'm talking about like sort of when someone's like unavailable and like for you're like you know you're like are they gonna text or are am I gonna hear from them you know like the mystery then and once they've people have or like they don't once or they're not available and once that person is a drug, like, I I think it's very, in my experience, unless, like, some things change, like, completely change, like, unless they change, like, if, but they're going to always be a drug, is what I'm saying. And you got to put, as we say, as they say, I don't know who says this, but you got to put the plug in the jug. Like, there are some people that, like, you, like, for me, in my experience, I'm going to speak for me. There are some people that just like, it's, oh, I'm always going to end up in the same sad place, you know, like I'm always going to end up in the same place. And it's just, um, like, it's just better to have, you gotta have, like, I gotta have no contact, can't have contact, you know, want to make them not a drug or like want to make the drug, like want to be able to do the drug sometimes. And like, for me, that's not my nature. So like, that's something I've learned about longing, you know, like it's, I, I, it would be nice. I wish I, great theoretically, but there are some people, but having said that, I also have learned like you really can get over anyone. You can, you really can. There are people I thought I would never get over. And it took me a really long time. It took me like an embarrassingly long time for like how the relation, like not the, not deep the relationship was, you know, but I promise you can get over every, anyone. Like, I know that is to be true. But you have to put the plug in the jug. You have to be willing to just, you have to be willing to sever. And that can take many, many attempts. You know, it's rarely the first attempt. Sometimes they got to be blocked on all fronts, you know. And it doesn't mean they're inherently a bad person at all. It's just to you, they're a drug. To you. Um, and this sort of is following, it's sort of like number four B. Um, so when you think like, oh, I got this, this time, like I got it this time, like, oh, we can just be friends. You know, we can do like, honey, you have enough friends. Okay. You have enough friends. When you are casually thinking you got this about somebody who has had you like on your fucking knees, devastated multiple times, you know, you don't got this. Okay. Even if it just seems that's how, that's always, they slip back in It's casual. It's casual. Oh my God, this, we can be friends. Oh, it's fun. You have enough friends. You have enough friends or like, go make another friend, go make another friend that you're not attracted to. How about that? If you don't have enough friends, go make some friends. You can even, you can, you can still make friends in COVID go like join a, an online gamer group or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, but if if nine times out of ten you end up in the same emotional place with somebody, I should say I. These are all I, by the way, because like some people are like fine and don't need any of this. So what the fuck do I know? But this is just stuff I've learned for myself. And really, when I say you, I think I'm talking to myself. But so like if nine, okay. So what I've discovered is if nine times out of ten, 
like I always end up in the same dark emotional place with somebody and like then it's never it's not going to be different the 10th time's not going to be different you know um like it's always going to be that way and um you know it's like like it's just the law of averages and so like it's only and so like then it's like you swear them off right and it's dramatic and you're like I'm done I'm done but then like somehow it creeps back in it only it for me it always creeps back in like in like a gent like a like oh we're gonna be friends like friends friends like no no I don't even want friends I mean like the I I have enough friends like I have too many friends already and like I don't even have that many friends but it's just you know I, I don't need more I don't need more so anyway okay um so another thing is just the expression that I've said I think time time before is um that god's will is never urgent so like in terms of people being like a drug or in terms of like longing or like the literal physiological change that happens with longing like i can kind of feel like oh the universe has delivered this to me the universe wants us to be together soulmate cosmic twin flame psychic connect you know like But, like, if you're high enough, like, you can play the Wizard of Oz and, like, Dark Side of the Moon and they will, like, look like they are supposed to go together, you know? So, like, God's will is never urgent. Like, okay, if it really is the universe, which it's usually not, but if it is, if it really is, like, the universe wants, you know, you're like, oh, the universe, the universe, you don't have to force it to happen. You don't have to make it to happen. You don't have to act super quickly like you can just trust then like if it's the universe you can just trust that it will happen you know like you don't like if you're pushing or compulsively like I need to and this can this isn't just with like longing stuff this is really with anything like I've found like the more I have to push for something and manipulate and like the more and like just kind of like silence parts of myself or like not acknowledge my needs, right? Like all that stuff, then the more that um like mm, that's probably like my will. You know what I'm saying? Like it's probably like it might also be the will of the universe, might not, but it's my will that feels cosmic and that, you know, like it's my overwhelmingly powerful desire in that instance. Um, and you can pause, you know what I'm saying? Take a pause, take a pause. And if you find that you're having trouble pausing, then like, it's probably like, you know, you're probably like pushing. Okay. Um, yeah. And yeah, I said, you really can get over anyone. I mean, that's my belief. I'm just saying, okay, I'm telling myself I could really get over anyone even those, I think I can't, but you gotta sometimes like, it's gotta, it's gotta go like cold Turkey, which is really hard to do. Okay. Uh, number eight, and this is actually sort of what the Pisces was like, why I wrote the Pisces was I was exploring this question. Like, why doesn't love look, why doesn't love feel like art? (laughs) Like, why doesn't that drug feeling stay, you know? Because, like, in art, it's always, like, the drug love, you know? It's, like, that intense, 
it's either like lost love or it's like new or it's like the death of a love or it's like you know or again lost you know so it's like it so it's heightened it's it's very rare that it's like you know it's it's it, I, I don't really know like i guess let's stay together that's a good one let's stay together by al green um that is definitely i'd say a a good model for like non drug like love um so in love with you. I'm just thinking of the lyrics and singing. Whatever you want me to is what I need. Well, I mean, he is he is saying, yeah, she still makes him feel brand new. That's cool. I wonder how long they've been together. I mean, yeah, maybe it's only been like two weeks. I don't know. I'll never be untrue. I mean, that's a big commitment. That's a tall order. Um, I want to spend my life with you. Let's stay together. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a marriage song, but like obviously easier said than done at the wedding. So I don't know exactly how I have to look at the lyrics for that. But like nonetheless, most love songs like it's it's usually like feels like a more it you know, it's not like what do you want for dinner tonight for the 80 millionth night in a row? You know, like did you get toilet paper at Ralph's? Can you also give me some M&M's? Like, you were snoring in bed last night. I had to leave the room and go sleep on the floor of the other room. You know, like, it's not that. Like, most love songs are not that. Okay. So, anyway, yes. But I was, like, really upset that, like, you know love doesn't necessarily like good love doesn't necessarily stay feeling like art love and I was trying to like I don't know not figure out why but just like mourn 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 a way of life so um yeah so and I kind of have come to learn that like love is a verb it's like oh this is like something I do and a choice and not necessarily always a feeling um and having said that number nine on my little list is um that I have experienced you know some one thing that is magical though about like a long-term relationship I guess this is less about longing and more about like being a person who loves longing but like commits to another person um but so number nine whatever this is what I've got folks um number nine is relationships are cyclical so like one of the magic things I think about like the wisdom of no escape or a long-term relationship is that like you do get to the point where you're just like, Oh my God, like I can't believe that like my last first kiss is over. Like I can't believe that like nothing will be new again. But then like sometimes you come to see the person that you're with for the longest fucking time through new eyes. And that's like, like it comes back around, you know, and you like feel for them again. Like, I, rem- I remember, like, a couple months ago, like, when I watched I watched Goodfellas. I'd never seen Goodfellas. And, like, Ray Liotta, like, made me, like, like want my husband again because my husband's, like, Italian-American. And I, like, sort of – it was, like, a good template of, like, hot – like, I was, like, oh, like, if I – like, if I want Ray Liotta – I mean, I know – I think Ray Liotta, actually, in the movie is – I think the guy's, like, Irish. But you know what I'm saying. It's, like, the Italian culture. Like, The Sopranos never did that, but, like – I sort of was like, oh, like, Goodfellas saved my marriage. Great. Um, 
yeah, just like Ray Liotta in that movie, I was like, oh, well, I want to fuck him. So like, yeah, I want to fuck my husband. Like, it's good, you know? Italian-Americans. So um, anyway, and that was like exciting. So like for the next month, I was having like good fellas sex, which was great, you know? And it was like a surprise. Like I wasn't expecting that. So it, it comes back around. It comes back around and then like it comes back not around and then it comes back around again. Um, What else? Okay, the last thing I was going to say and these are actually, these are some, well, so in Milk Fed, which is really, well, I guess, yeah, it is also about longing. Um, in Milk Fed, there's a line that is um, the, the her, her therapist t- tells her, like, in terms of setting a boundary. And, like, because sometimes you set a boundary and it feels like shit. And her therapist says, just because it feels bad doesn't mean it's wrong. So, like, something can be good for you even if it feels bad, right? Or even if it's difficult. Um, and then later there's a rabbi who says to her, well, a, sort of a ghost rabbi, um, you have to read Milk Fed to find out about him, Rabbi Judah Lo Ben Bezalel, the 16th century rabbi of Prague, who resurfaces in this book. Um, he says, just because it feels good doesn't mean it's wrong. So like, I think sometimes, um, you know, we can feel like if a love is easy or kind, like if we don't have to work for it, if it's just like a kind love and there isn't that like longing that's sort of driven by separation or distance or unavailability, it can feel like, well, is like that must not be right. Like how can I trust that? But I do think that sometimes like love can be easy and like that can be good and we don't have to like work for it, you know? Like I grew up just, I don't know, thinking I had to work and perform and twist myself into whatever, whatever for love. And so like to have someone who loves you unconditionally, I'm like, well, that that's like, it's almost dangerous, right? It's like, it's leading me down a primrose path. Like I'm not going to be like fit for society or like it's almost an existential crisis. It's like, wait, you love me as I am. Then like, what's the point? Like there's nothing left to do. There's nothing left to like push for or change myself into or like, like, wait, I can, I'm allowed to just exist and it can almost feel scary or like you can, it, I, I can mistrust that. So just because it feels good doesn't mean it's wrong, but also just because it feels bad, like, you know, the first days of cutting off a toxic relationship might feel bad, but doesn't mean it's wrong. And then I also, after I like wrote those things down, um, there, the context is different in milk fed, but after I wrote those things down, I was also like, wait, but also just because it feels good doesn't mean it's right. Meaning like, you know, it's like, oh, you like are staying away from someone, you know, who's like, you just always end up in the same emotional place. And then you're like, fuck it. I'm just going to go have sex with them. And it feels good. And you're like, well, how can this be like cause me harm? It feels so, you know, like it just is so great. But just because it feels good doesn't mean it's right. And I don't mean right morally. I mean like right for you. Right. And also, just because it feels bad doesn't mean it's right either. So, um, you know, like I said, sometimes I think we we can feel like we have to like earn love or like love should be at a distance or it should be like this thing that we're always moving towards. This is, I'm, By the way, I'm completely speaking for myself. But um, when I say we, when I say you, I'm really saying I. But, you know, sometimes it's like, um, I don't know, just... It's like, oh, well, like, 
I need rejection. I need to be like, I need to have to be proving myself, you know, like, yeah, it feels bad, but like, that's like what, like, I don't deserve to just be like loved for who I am, you know, like it's gotta be like tough. And, but just because it feels bad doesn't mean it's right. So just because it feels bad doesn't mean it's wrong. Just because it feels good doesn't mean it's wrong. Just because it feels good doesn't mean it's right. And just because it feels bad doesn't mean it's right. I wonder if I, I mean, I don't have time to add those two things into milk fed, nor do I think they need to be added in those last two that I thought of. But, um, it was just interesting. I thought of those two other things. So, all right, we got her done. We got her done. The longing episode. So, uh, Wishing you a week wherein uh, if you are hungry, um, that you are able to get your ass to the dollar store or Whole Foods or wherever it is that you like to get food and that you um, are able to access the food and that you don't have to go into a horse stable. Um, And also that you don't have to go to... Maybe, uh, as they say, the hardware store for milk. So if it's not food you are hungry for, but uh, something else that maybe you'll you can find it and you can go to a place for it and find it in a place where it actually exists, um, and that doesn't hurt you. And I'll see you on the flip side. That's all. Bye bye. <laughs>